I'm all about equivalent pricing. I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah, it's it's one of the three things that I'm all about. <laughs> I'm all about equivalent pricing. I'm all about that base, and naturally, I am all about the Benjamins. <laughs> Those are my top three all abouts. Equivalent pricing. Equivalent pricing. Mm. Base and Benjamins. The Benjamins. The BBC. Base, Benjamins, and cost? capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> there we are. That's why it's called the BBC Corporation. Yeah. Yep. That's what they should do if they want to avoid all this uh, Brexit. Indeed. Yeah. I'm going to synchronize our voice recordings now. Synchronize like a robot. Do you like my robot voice or not? Very believable. That's a good robot voice. It's great, and it? It's great, and it? Right. I'll, I'll sync us up. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. I am a robot. I am a robot. Do you like my robot voice, Jonathan? I, yeah, it's... I am a robot. (laughs) It's believable if I didn't already know what I know. That I'm not a robot. And I've heard the Daleks before. I'm I'm, I'm versed. I've been versed. So if you got, if if you just got cold called, like out of the blue, Mm -hmm. and he was doing that voice, would you assume that it was a robocall? Hello, I am here to call you about your car's warranty. Uh, they aren't usually that transparent. That's the thing about robocalls. If they just said, I am a robot, then I'd be like, oh, I wonder what a robot will say. That is true. That would be a dead giveaway. But instead, it's like, hey, how have you been, Jonathan? I want to know a little bit about your life. You know, it's very menacing. and Yeah. Uh, that That's sort of creepy. Hey there, I'm Scott. How's it hanging? Can I get you cheaper health insurance? <laughs> I'm going to use one of those robocalling services and just have it dial numbers in a robot voice. Oh, wow. And just deliver a robot voice message. I guarantee you would get further than a typical robocall because the moment someone's like, hello, I'm, right, I've got to see where this leads. <laughs> I've, I can't not jump down this hole. I tell you, you make robocalls more obviously robocalls and then you've got the nation listening. mm I couldn't agree more. You see, this is why I'm so good at what I do as a marketer and a life coach and a PR representative. That's what me and Conrad are, Jonathan, to you. The man who was the Jonathan. You've never called me that before. Yeah, I was. And uh, ironically, I wasn't because they called me John on Road Rules. Just John. Hey, John. You see, this is part of this is part of that conspiracy to fuck you over, Jonathan. Really? Everyone knows Jonathan is marketable. And John is what you call a turd. <laughs> oh, my dog did a big John in the grass. Oh, look at the size of that John. Oh, look at that gigantic John. Hey, honey, come in here and check out the size of this John. It's almost big enough to be a Jonathan, and that's why you should have been Jonathan. Because the really big shits get called Jonathan. Because it's a longer name. They fucked you. I mean, we've all spent time on RateMyJohn.com. Yeah. You, the, people rate their uh, their poo-poos? Oh, yeah. John or not John. 
John and so it's they show you a poo and they're like, eh, eh, it's it's not quite John, is it? Skip, vote for this one, and and then they send it to your house. So a poo that's strong and long is a John, <laughs> but like a little, I mean, it's, it's little just big marble. And- Big and undeniable is a Jonathan. I had no idea. And what do you call a poop that's just like a little nugget, like a little circle? Jonathan, you're a sexual specter. <laughs> you haunt the horny. I had a long talk today about how uh, I don't. People are telling me, yeah, you're just, you know, you're just kind of this asexual non-presence when it comes to even thinking about sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the thing, Jonathan. I've decided instead of trying to make you a sexual icon, for now, we'll come back to it. Conrad, we'll come back to that, won't we? Oh, we'll get there. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Oh, God bless you, Jonathan. We'll get back to making you a sex icon, but I'm thinking of enhancing and harnessing that uh, that latent asexual vibe that you give off to people. In a way, you're kind of like a Dementor from the Harry Potter series of films and comics. In the you suck things up. You suck the feelings up. I do? Well, yeah. I mean, when I'm trying to tell you about how horny you make me, you then set about trying to convince me I'm wrong. Uh... That, that you are not a horny devil. And that I am not a horny devil. And that together we are not horny little she-devils. I mean, this all checks out. Yeah, you keep saying I'm not horny, I'm not sexy. And I've started to believe it. So now I view you like a shrouded ghost stopping sex. So you you think of me as someone who sucks up the sex, (laughs) but doesn't suck sexually. They drain other people of their capacity for sexuality. You're like a big, juicy sex sponge. (laughs) But that's also skeletal and ethereal, kind of a non-physical presence. Well, here's the thing, Jonathan. Not everyone wants to have sex. But not everyone wants to explicitly say, I am not having sex with you tonight. (laughs) So what they do to give off that vibe of, hey, I'm on the town, but don't think we're having sex. They hire Jonathan, the sexual specter, to come and haunt them. And they say, look, we're out on a date, night on the town. It's our first date. And I would love to have lots of great sex with you. But I'm haunted today. Haunted by the sex specs. So there ain't going to be no chuffing out of me tonight. So I'm a, I'm an alibi? Sort of an alibi, but an alibi for which there is in the moment proof. Because you will be there in black shrouds and like bandages we've painted black and they like will hang off you, right? You're like a shadowy Mumra the ever living. Actually, you can do that. You can, we'll, we'll dress you up a bit like Mumra. Uh, and then you can sit there like this weird cross between a Mumra and a Dementor, just going, no, no sex tonight. I'll see to it. And then you just sort of point at the person who is on the date who wants to have sex, and you just go, ah! at such a volume that everyone in the restaurant will turn around and say, oh, there's someone who's not having sex tonight. Really, this could be enormous because I've I've looked at the market trends, right? <laughs> it cannot be. You're, you're rarely more ridiculous than Jim, but for you to not miss a beat, 
and just say, really, this could be a no- – it could not be a an- – there's no – I usually think about alternate Earths or whatever and timelines. Yeah. There's no. never a place where this is what anyone wants or a restaurant will allow to, to have <laughs> the, the layers. Would your assessment change if you had in your pocket a, a half-eaten ham sandwich that you drop into the drink of the person on the date just to really spoil the atmosphere? You just go up to them and you go... You won't be having sex near this ham sandwich. And you don't break eye contact or blink as you lift your hand with the ham sandwich in it, extend the hand and just drop it into their wine glass. Wine is the drink of sex. Ham sandwich is the drink of not sex. (laughs) So I'm not super good with words either that's uh, that's for the franchise potential down the road you know we want to make it so that just about anybody can assume the role as we sort of set up shop in various cities across the country so this isn't just me this is a franchise well it's got to be just you for you know to kick it off obviously but uh, the concept i think has legs i mean you know you'll need them to move around in that. Anybody would like. I mean, I don't want to say we can't hire people with disabilities, but you probably need legs. It would help to to the mobile aspects of the job, right? And the physically imposing parts, I guess, too. Right. That's that's important. That's important. But I I really do truly believe that there is a huge opportunity here because if you look at the market for uh for things to address sexual issues. You see a ton of things out there that aim to address erectile dysfunction. Right? Uh, but they're all there to address erectile dysfunction as if it were a problem and not the desired outcome. So this is a totally untapped area. You can't spell impotent without important with one extra letter and something else changed, I think. I, you're meeting me where I'm at for maybe the first time because I've often yeah. said like, I don't know why people want to have all this sex. It's so confusing. Well, you said, see, we're working with your deficiencies. <laughs> it's harder for me to argue. We can't sell you as a golden sex idol. That's a real problem for you. Yeah. If we're looking at it from a stone-cold, cynical point of view, which, why wouldn't we be doing that, Jonathan? We can't sell you sexually, so we can't really sell you at all, because that's what you offer, is that hunker hunker burning beef. I don't... I am uh, meaty, but I, it's not the it's not like beefcake exactly. It's like um, people used to send me pictures of a slightly out of shape, um, bald African American gentleman who was on the cover of a pornographic film shown only in Japan. That was like uh, like this buck don't stop or the buck doesn't stop here or something. And I'm like, that's what I am to people. And he was. He was uh, substantial, but not who you would consider a sex symbol. Yeah, he was like a um, like a bizarre sexual anomaly in Japan, and I think that's as far as I've gotten in terms of thinking I'm what well, they want. Anyway, anyway, to sell the idea of the sex spectre, <laughs> um, we're gonna have to take you out on the road because the best way to market a product is to show that it works in the field. We call that viral marketing, probably. So what we're going to do is we're going to take you to the places where sex happens. Dorm rooms. 
they're always up to being disgusting little fuckers there. So what we're going to do is we're going to wait till like a Friday night to be assured that some sex is going on in them dorm rooms. We're going to give you a hockey stick and as many ham sandwiches as you can fit into your pocket, the drink of anti-sex. And you're going to run up and down the, holly, uh, the corridors of the dorms and you're going to bash on their doors. No sex! Don't you be having fucking sex in there! And if you're sure you can hear sex, you put your ear to the door and you try and match the pitch and duration of the sex noises. What? Oh yeah, this is a great technique. This is uh, what we call um, psychological reconditioning. Um, what are you going to do? I've done this with joggers in the street, where if I see a jogger run past, I'll start doing this as I see them approach. A slow clap? Yep. But... As they pass and continue, I'm going. Before they know it, they've been reconditioned into sprinters, the fucking idiots. Wow. They just sink. The brain does it. You get right in there. That's definitely happened. That was tested once in the street by me, and I think I saw him move quicker. So I'm pretty sure. It's more or less mind control, Jonathan. Like you'd see in a Marvel comic book. My God. Or a Marvel film. Or a Marvel Netflix sewer, well, not anymore. Oh, they cancelled those. No, they got rid of them. You get right in their mind. Yes. By with rhythm, which makes sense. But this is me like honking or or whining. <laughs> People honk when they have sex. I guess. <laughs> into a door. In a, into a Well this is what this is where the reconditioning comes in, is you start matching their noises. You're dressed up like a dementor with bandages on, ham sandwiches spilling out your pockets, and you're kicking a few of them under each door just to get a real hammy smell in each room Ugh. to proper put them off. Um, you, you match the pitch and the tone and the duration, so you're outside dressed up like a like a spooky ghost, like a sort of a grim reaper, and you're going, ah, oh, ah, 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 as best as you can. And once you're fully synchronized up with them, that's where you start going out of sync. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And eventually they're doing the same thing and you're like, oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. Ah! And in, in through the door you'll hear, <laughs> and then you've just ruined it. I think that's how it works. Either way, like just stay outside of a dorm room door as much as you can, humping against the wood and making sexual noises. And I'm sure it will turn out just fine. I'm humping the wood too, so... Oh, absolutely. It's grain wood. That means something. I mean, from the perspective of preventing people from having sex, it seems foolproof. I mean, if I was having sex, right, and I don't mind it, I'll tell you that much. Now and then? Yeah. If I was, if I just climbed aboard the pain train and I heard outside the sounds of a ghost screeching and yelling, stop having sex and bashing doors with a, a hockey stick and kicking ham sandwiches under the door, I'd probably stop having sex for a moment to have a look. So you're preventing it. Maybe not in all cases. They'll probably go back to it once, once you've left. Probably not under your own power. But once you're gone, they'll probably... But you prevented it. Which is a, a bit like making them wait until marriage. Proof of concept. So I... <laughs> I know... Uh, I, I don't know everybody. 
but I know a, a few people. I know I've met thousands of people. I've been very, yeah. very privileged. And I haven't taken a survey on this one, but I gotta, I, I take the temperature in general with people and how they react to their private, intimate encounters being interrupted or maybe even mocked. Like, it's going to sound like I'm just making fun of them for having sex, you know? Jonathan, I don't think you've considered the key factor here. What's that? You're wearing those light-up shoes that flash LEDs when you stamp them on the ground. (laughs) It's not. Uh, It'll look like you're levitating. They'll be like, well, he stood on the ground. There can't be lights under him. I get it. He's got to be levitating like a ghost, like a real ghost. I'm haunted with sex that I can't have. So if you're thinking... If we can convince them that I'm an actual ghost for real, like this is it. The proof is finally here. We've all wondered, is there an afterlife? Is there more beyond our physical being? And there he is, me, wearing some wraps, some bandages from CVS, a black robe, and some light-up sneakers. The proof is is finally – they're going to – Buy it. They're going to believe it. They're going to, their lives are going to be, and their first concern is, well, he doesn't want us to have sex. This ghost, (laughs) this real ghost needs us to stop. And he's showing us that by. If people believe that a ghost in Ghostbusters 2 wants to just run fast, then they'll believe that this one wants sex to not happen. There was that Ghostbusters 2 ghost. And Ghostbusters 1, there was a sex ghost, right? But then it turned out he was just dreaming that maybe he would have sex with a ghost. So what you're saying is this whole idea would work better with some Ghostbusters to lend credibility to the notion that you're a ghost. Because then they'll be like, is that a ghost or is it just some light-up sneakers and someone wearing a black dressing gown over their head with some toilet paper wrapped up as bandages? Is that the real sex specter or is it just someone lying to us via technological shoes Mm. oh wait here comes jim and conrad the real original ghostbusters to bust him oh you guys are the ghosts you're the real original ghostbusters yes yes i've i've combined the real ghostbusters cartoon with the the ghostbusters cartoon which was completely different but got in first so they had to call the real ghostbusters the real ghostbusters right because there was a fake ghostbusters except it was the real ghostbusters had a yellow monkey in it if i recall correctly yeah i've I've looked into that way too deeply because i'm like that there was actually a uh, another show a black and white show called ghostbusters that that cartoon was based on there we go but it's ghostbusters not one word it's ghostbusters as opposed to dan Aykroyd, who was a member of the ghostbusters one word so yes you were saying sorry yes the ghost the ghostbusters i would also like to issue a retraction um to a statement that was said earlier uh, I do not know for sure that the monkey was yellow. And as I remember the picture book I had as a child, which was my only connection to the Ghostbusters uh, cartoon, I cannot confirm and I am too lazy to confirm. It's likely the monkey was not yellow. I think it was brown. I think he wore a hat I think too. it was just a monkey. He may have wore a hat. Yeah, gorilla. I think I was thinking of him eating bananas. And I thought the bananas are yellow, so naturally the monkey would be yellow. It's so good of you to uh, face your mistakes and and make amends so quickly. I'm always about making amends and saying I'm sorry. Yeah, at any time either one of us makes a mistake or is wrong about something, we're the first ones to step up and say, you know what, we were wrong. We're going to fix it. For instance, 
I, at the college dorm, will say to everyone, look, we made a mistake. We let this ghost escape, but we are going to bust him. At which point Conrad gets a nightstick, hits you in the back of the legs, full on Tonya Harding, Mm -hmm. um, cuffs you, throws you to the ground, and and absolutely gives you a drubbing Uh, for for being a dirty ghost criminal. A a drubbing? Filthy, dirty ghost criminal stopping these good people from having their sex. How dare you? Back to the containment unit with you. Well, well, well. What are we gonna do with you, my man? (laughs) You've been getting out of jail one too many times. And I didn't see a get-out-of-jail-free cards that you could have to do it. We don't give those out. (laughs) You crossed me for the last time, my boy. I'm the ghost-busting sheriff. Sheriff O'Doolagan Gun Man. We're gonna take you out back and we're gonna search your ass for drugs. <laughs> I'm a ghost I'm a ghost. I'm a you you found proof of life after death. It's there in front of you, and you're trying to convince everyone else it's true. And your reaction is I'm very disappointed in you <laughs> for getting out of jail. Life after death doesn't guarantee you life outside my prison yard. (laughs) It's not gonna... And then you're... Conrad, bend him over. I've already gloved up my hand. And I've gloved up my probing stick. Why do you think it... Which I contain within the center portions of my ghost-busting pants. (laughs) So I'm gonna pop those down and get out my ghost-probing rod... And I'm going to go looking around inside this ghost's ass to look for ghost drugs, which are more <laughs> addictive than real drugs. So, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 uh, you're a law enforcement officer. Yep, and I'm sensing you've got some upcoming problem about this scenario. Typical. I'm just clarifying. I'm just repeating for clarity. Okay, yeah, go for it. Your issue with me disturbing the peace is that maybe I put drugs in my ass. <laughs> you made that leap. It's not like I'm at an airport or anything. It's just I'm in a dorm. It's like, definitely drugs in the ass. That's the issue. It's not the issue. And 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 if there were drugs in my ass, it would be ghost drugs that I'd be giving to other drug to other ghosts, I guess. So like what what's who do you why do you care what ghosts are doing drugs or otherwise we're we're uh, we're dead by the way while i'm in this ghost's ass you <laughs> mind and then you're in, it's so transparent <laughs> that you just want to have sex with a ghost there's no no one is thinking well he's really trying to uphold the law this this guy wants to fuck the ghost it's obvious. It's a little upsetting. Stand back, everybody. Stand back. This is perfectly normal procedure. They're not buying we it. Ju- we just have to check the ghost for drugs. I will admit. I will admit. Sheriff O'Hula Dougaloogalan. I do like to bust ghosts. But I like even more to bust in ghosts. That yeah, is one of the perks. I mean, but you know. So... That's such a hide-in-plain-sight technique to be like, I know it looks like I'm fucking the ghost. <laughs> and I admit, I love to fuck ghosts. However, in this case, I'm just looking for a little drugs. 
That's all. You never know when you might find a little packet of ghost drugs. They're more addictive than real drugs. To ghosts? Who's using the ghosts? It's regular type cocaine, but once it's up a ghost's ass, it gets covered in ecto-ghost things. I don't know. I haven't thought of the science of this. I'm not the Egon one. Ectochism, isn't it? Ectochism, yeah. Ectochism. Oh, Yeah, geez. and then we put you in... To, well, speaking of ecto, we'll put you in the ecto-1 car. Okay. Which is a bicycle with a wheelbarrow on it, and I'm dragging you along going... And then we take you back to the jail cell, the which is your house, unit. and we, we lock you up in there. And Conrad's gathered up all the ham sandwiches that you very foolishly kicked everywhere, and you're going to have to eat them. Oh, I don't. I hate ham. Ugh, wow. Well, this is floor ham, so you should have thought about that. I should have thought about a lot of this. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you had me before, because I do want to... Get people to not be so interested in sex. It's really... Uh... I've had you before many times. <laughs> but but the follow-through, it's just not... None of this is feasible. It's not... I mean, if you wanted me to do PSAs being like... Oh, yeah, yeah, Hey, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. Heard you got interest. And then I turn to the camera. In sex. Turn back to the other camera. <laughs> got bad news for you. Sex is not that great. In fact, <laughs> once you're doing it, you're probably going to be thinking, oh, wow, this makes me kind of worried. How is this going to go? Am I bad at this? Does this person even like me? How long is this going to go on? How long should it go on? Should I stop now? Do they hate this? Should I do something else? Oh, that's not working either. There's so many ways it can go wrong. So instead, just have a nice conversation. Why don't you start a band? Pick up a guitar. Drums are nice. Good for you. Seen Tommy Lee? Very athletic body. Don't have sex. The end. I mean, you've you've perfectly written the speech for as Jim is leading you out in handcuffs See, the, out of the door. I think I could make a case for people to not like sex as much. But I don't think I could make it after Jim just fucked me up the ass and told me I was a ghost. <laughs> it's hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that a saying? Why isn't that a common saying for disbelief? <laughs> well, fuck me up the ass and call me a ghost. <laughs> well, I'm going to introduce that to the vernacular. How about that? Uh, you maybe already have, I suppose. I'll tell you what your problem is, Jonathan. Yeah? You need less ideas based in mythology and more ideas based in science. Cold hard science. Me? Rational thought. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking wires and charts and all that shit. Something grounded. A ghost, Jonathan, is fantastical. It's ridiculous. What were you thinking? Doesn't exist. Come you on. You can't be a ghost, Jonathan. For God's sake, and I fucked you up the ass for nothing. No, your issue, Jonathan, is that you need ideas grounded in science. So, what we're going to do to make you famous, is put you at the focal point of a bold new experiment. I've long thought, Jonathan, what will happen? What will happen if you were to lock three men alone in a small room with no furniture or windows in it and just kind of saw what they get up to after a couple months, a couple years? <laughs> 
that's the that's the experiment you're testing. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I've already built the contraption. Uh, it's for me, Conrad, and yourself, Jonathan. We're all going to pop in there. We've all been given hempen shifts to wear. They're very itchy, and they're, that's all we've got to wear, except for one suit of Sunday best. But we'll get to that in a moment. If you're worried about food, do not be. In the middle of the room is a giant plastic tube from which cheeseburgers constantly fall. We have a near-endless supply of cheeseburgers, Jonathan will want for nout. We've got a, a trough for hydration, which regularly refills with Red Bull. And we'll have nesting materials, straw, newspaper, bits of string, guff like that. Shredded up curtains. We can make our own bedding. Did you say the burgers come out of a, a hose? A big plastic tube. A like, like a feeding tube you'd see in like a hamster cage or something. And they just tumble out onto the floor and we can just gather around in our hemp and shift cloth. Uh, eating cheeseburgers all day long. What a life. But the Red Bull goes into a trough. Yes, so we can drink out of that on all fours like little piggies. I mean, it sounds perfect it sounds idyllic yeah it sounds like everything is accounted for and and i'm ready the idea is we we then live in this sufficient very sufficient uh more cheeseburgers than you would ever need in this plain white room and i think that's all you there's the sunday best of course um the sunday best lovely suit uh one size fits all it's very stretchy jonathan um it would have to be for us three freaks of nature but it's very stretchy Sunday best. Looks great, whoever wears it. Uh, and we've got to decide like how to how to divvy that up. Like, are we going to just wear it alternating days, just swapping constantly? Are we going to alternate weeks? Uh, are we going to decide one of us alone can do it? Or will we fight for it? I guess it depends on how long we've been in the room as to which of those options we take. But but we can't leave, right? So oh heavens no! That would that would that would ruin the integrity of the experiment. You're not thinking about the integrity of the experiment, Jonathan. Off road rules. I, I'm trying. So what's being what's being tested? Just what happens? Uh, basically, it's a test to see what kind of shit will go down. If we can find three people in a small space. And is there like a control group? Is there... Is there... <laughs> there is a control group. That's where the influence comes in. There's a control group. Um, it's called NIM. NIM. NIM was the control group. Uh, basically, a lot of very brave mice and rats went in first to establish some of the core tenets of this. And I think... I think it's time for genuine human experimentation, not just going out to fucking New York to be like, oh, who's upset here? Like, no, no, let's actually test this in a logical, clinical, sterilized environment. We call it the revenge of Nim. So Nim, Nim, they made that cartoon, the animated movie, The Secret of Nim. Yeah, yeah. It's got an H at the end. I love that movie growing up. This is sort of a, a sequel to that as well as the original scientific tests performed during the mouse utopia experiments so it's a new movie but it, it's also the experiment so it's like a documentary sequel sort of sort of sort of basically we're gonna we'll have cameras set up and if you're worried about the cameras not picking anything up we do have some torches like flashlights on string dangling from the ceiling to keep everything nice and illuminated at least until the batteries wear out but there'll be a lot of flickering before then won't there that'll be exciting so it's a white, it's a white room, but pretty dark with just two flashlights. 
I'm supposed to care about you getting the Sunday best. That's that's my <laughs> problem. Is that there's not enough Sunday best to go around. I'm not worried about. I mean, if it's if if it's not a problem for you, if it's you know, then it's not a problem. It would for not you. be. If it is I a would problem be... for you. Then it will be. You know. I mean, that's the whole point of the experiment yeah. is to sort of see what happens. I'll when, tell you know, what'll happen. It, it's like the old saying: "Good yeoman, true need but three things in life: food in their belly, water, and their Sunday best." <laughs> I need. I need to get out. It's it's. It, how big is the room? Like, am I going to be able uh, to find? It's about yay big, give or take. <laughs> how big's a yay? I'm picturing it being like a, um, I don't know, twenty foot by twenty foot cubicle office almost. I mean, it'll be somewhat cozy. It'll be somewhat cozy, like a bedroom in a moderately priced house. <laughs> but just one room. Yeah, one room. Me, you, and Conrad, cheeseburgers, Red Bull, Sunday best, of course, and bedding materials. We don't need anything else. I can't think of anything else we'd need in that. We've got light with the flashlights. <laughs> and so, so no windows, no no escape no, hole no, of no. any kind. Compromise the integrity of the experiment if we could see outside of the room. The integrity. Of the experiment, Jonathan. The cameras are just on the wall. There's is there a hole that the cameras are in, so I could try to get through that hole to get out and to like. No, no, there there is one, uh, like a one way mirror. Oh, or is it a two way mirror? How many ways does the mirror need that the police can look through the one side I of it? I think that is a uh, two two way, but it two way. No, two way would be reflective. Is on it a have it your way mirror? <laughs> I think it's a, a one-way window that is um, the other way is a mirror. So it's window-mirror right. combo. It's a, yeah, yeah. A, a mindo. A nimdo? So I could break that and get out. Oh, no, no, that, it's, it's, it's reinforced. It's a reinforced nimdo. Well, I really, at this point, unless, I, yeah. I don't remember you saying, like, this would be for a week or for a month or... I think you said could be years earlier. So <laughs> it takes as long as it takes for some shit to go down. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what that. If I can make it end by making shit go down, then I would because mm. I don't want to die in there. Like I, the only shit going down in that room are the cheeseburgers going down that tasty pipe. The pipe's gonna get a bit greasy by the end of it. Are they breaded cheese? That's the other thing. Just oh, they're the full ingredients. They're fully formed cheeseburgers that maintain their shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they had a shape when we put them in the tube. Look, the integrity of the experiment, not the hamburgers. <laughs> we, we put them in our own. You, <laughs> you put them in the tube. We did. We prepared for this. We're like, here we go. <laughs> It's going to be quite a trip. Got to get enough burgers in the shoot. Yeah? What? Obviously, we can't prepare the hamburgers from inside the room for months and months on end. I mean, that simply wouldn't work. Yeah, what kind of urban legend the calls coming from within the house bullshit is that, Jonathan? I don't... We're not urban legends like the hit movie Urban Legend. That's a good movie. We're there in the moment. And we will have cheeseburgers ready for us to eat while we're in the room, while we're in the Revenge of Nim. (laughs) But the boy utopia. But uh, I'm just looking end for game. the way. I'm looking. Yes, I'm looking for the uh, end game. So <laughs> do I get out by just bashing into that nimbo 
for as long as it takes? Or do I cause shit to go down in order to get it to stop? Like, how do I get it to stop? That's what, I, that's what I'm digging for. Well, here's the funny thing about that two-way mirror. You're not going to tell me. That, that's on that wall there. <laughs> how does it stop? The, the, funny, the funny thing about it is that it's, it's just blank wall behind it. Like, <laughs> you're going to bash against it for, you know, however long it takes to finally break and then discover, oh, there's no room on the other side. It's just more wall. That's insidious. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yes. They're not there. They're never there. Then, then why are we doing it? Who's who's this for? For you? They're Who? always there, Jonathan. They're always there. They're always there. Yeah. Uh, Look around you. Ah. Uh, they're always there. Why? I thought they weren't. Except when they're not, which is always because they're never there, Jonathan. Uh, they're always there, Jonathan. I imagine that's some of the fun conversations we'll have about day thirty. Yeah. Because <laughs> all we've. So we, we're fully hydrated on Red Bull. There's no other way to get liquid in your body. And urine, I guess, because the, there's bedding. Urine. Urine. I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the best bit. We didn't talk about the latrine. I'm glad you brought that up, Jonathan, because when the latrine's involved, I reckon some shit's going to go down. Literally. Uh... Uh... So anyway, we've got a cardboard box with the word shitter written on it in permanent marker pen. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah, that's 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 where we do our business. Jesus we'll probably want to keep that in one corner rather than shift it around a bit. I mean, what, it's cleaned regularly. All right. What more do you want? So I'm giving yeah. us I've seen us. I know about us. I know about cheeseburgers. I know about how physical space is limited. Yeah. Uh, don't forget uh, the m- metabolic effects of Red Bull on the system. I, I did forget about them, and now that will keep us engaged. Yes. So highly engaged. It is maybe a week before the floor is just covered in feces and urine. You know, like an inch thick. Speak for yourself, dirty lad. I'm using the liberty. But there's, yeah. But there's gonna, gonna... It's not going to hold it. There's a lot of burgers coming in, and there's no place for the burger waste to go out. We're trapped in there <laughs> in shit. It's a shit trap. That's what the box is for. This is a shit trap. <laughs> You're a shit trap. I, I can't disagree, this, but... This is foolproof. The... The latrine gets cleaned every two weeks. Every two weeks, what happens is there's this kind of a real startling bang noise. We're not quite sure when roughly it'll happen. So we just hear this startling just just like... Like that. As the door is bashed upon and then violently swung open. At which point, someone in a hazmat suit with a full black balaclava on so we don't see their face. It's very important we don't interact with humanity for the duration of the Revenge of Nim. So they come in in a hazmat suit with a cattle prod that they wave at us going... Just yelling at us through the hazmat. The, The cattle prod is charged and it is sparking. They force us at cattle prod point to push the latrine, the shitter box, up to the door 
at which point the hazmat person guides it the rest of the way. The door closes. We wait for about two hours. The door's violently swung open again after that. And then we just see one yellow um, protection suited leg just kick the box back in. They'll have dumped it down a drain and then kick the box straight back in for us. So that's when I can escape? I mean, how... There's a way out you just told me about. Oh, here's the thing. They're not the most legal cattle prods. I wouldn't fuck with them. So, and Jib says every two weeks, but, you know, he's, we should clarify that a little bit because uh, that might not be totally clear. A- at least in the beginning of the experiment, it's going to be on a regular schedule of every two weeks. But at some point, they're going to vary from that schedule and go oh, into, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it could be a few days, it could be months, but we'll be so conditioned by that point to being unable to tell the passage of time due to no exterior yeah. light or windows or, or anything. Hazmat Henry keeps us on our feet, and also he, he ends up just very easily bored by things, so there is a chance he might stop coming around. <laughs> so... You pay a guy in a hazmat suit to stick around for an indeterminate amount of time, eventually the guy in the hazmat suit is going to find some other hazmat-related job to do. Yeah, I, I can't see why this is the job he... I mean, is this... So there's other people that know about this. The experiment has to have its controls. And there's... Who's... You're running... You are running the experiment on you? Yeah. Or is someone else running this? And you... I would never ask anyone to do anything I wasn't fully prepared to do myself. I don't... I'm not like that fucker who did the NIM experiments, just making the rats do it. We have principles, goddammit. Show a spine and get in there with them. So Get in there with them. We're committed to science. So you, in this experiment, we'll have integrity. Ah, uh, yeah. no. So you can't experiment on yourself. That's... I'm not the kind of person who says, let's lock some people in a room and see how long it takes for them to fucking eat each other. I'm the person who says, right, if there's fucking an eating going on, I'll be involved. But then, then, then you're not going to be able to disseminate the data without bias. So, you know, you ju- you're just locking yourself in the... In a... Oh, I, I'm pretty sure Jim will find a way to inseminate the data. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All the same. No worries. It's not. We can skip the whole experiment and I can give you the data. Because okay. all I'm going to do me. is try to get out. Because I'm going to die in there yeah. otherwise. Like, uh, I have to – I drink one cup of coffee a day if I want to keep my blood pressure in just the sort of high range. I need blood pressure medication to, and I need to exercise like sometimes an hour, an hour and a half a day to keep my blood pressure down now. Yeah. So I'll be dead in that cheeseburger red box <laughs> – I'm sorry, uh, Red Bull hot box um, within – I don't know. Three weeks, I'm guessing. If I'm if I do like a lot of sit ups in order to burn off all my extra adrenaline, I guess that's yeah. why my blood pressure yeah, is so yeah, high. Yeah. So my adrenaline is going to go through the roof. I'm going to be having constant uh, sense of panic, heart palpitations, uh, claustrophobia, sense of dread. There's nothing but light, light. Light bulbs, not light bulbs, flashlights. Get all this down, uh, Professor Zimmerman. Get oh, all this down. Oh, yes, yes. This is yes, good yes. hard data. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be. I have nothing to lose. So if you had one shot. Just one moment. To escape from a room with me and Jim. Uh huh. Would you take it? Yeah. Or would you just let it slip? <laughs> 
I saw the Eight Mile recently for the first time. Not very many likable characters in that. A lot of despicable stuff going on, but in a, in a uh, down home, woodsy sort of way. So I guess I don't know every man charm. Anyway, yeah, I would. Uh, what is his name? Hazmat Harry. I would be waiting yeah, yeah, yeah. until he wasn't looking, uh, mm-hmm. and just run. Uh, at him or through the door or whatever it takes. I would, yeah. I would go for the knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would throw Conrad at him if I had to uh, because mm-hmm. Conrad – I mean that's fine. I Yeah, I'm disposable. No offense. None taken. But the fact that you – if you wanted to collaborate with me and, and if you're like, listen, Jonathan. No, no. I'm good with the room. Just what whatever happens, happens. <laughs> that's the thing. If you guys would work with me on getting out of the room, I wouldn't have to take a every man for himself battle royale Hunger Games. Why are you trying to leave the room? I mean, we've got an experiment. Because of the death, because of the imminent death. Like I got to try not to die and it, it, I'm going to die in there for sure. Okay. You know what? I will accept what you've said as as Coltar data. Yeah, yeah. You've provided us the results already. Great. Which means we can do it for a laugh. Now it's just for fun. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, you've taken all the work away. It's great. Let's just think of it as a, as a sleepover, but better because we can make our own beds out of straw and newspaper. There's no edged weapons. You've created this horrible... Well, no, there are no edged weapons because the moment anything sharp gets in there, I'm sure one of us will start cutting our own lips off. <laughs> oh, definitely. De- uh, dibs. Yeah, I mean, Conrad, if anyone will start. I could grow my fingernails long enough to try to, I don't know, if I if I kind of glued them together with my snot or something and tried to... That won't work. That won't work, Jonathan. I've got a terrible habit of biting fingernails. So you'd be... Mostly yours. <laughs> ah, wow, because you can't fight with a cheeseburger. You cannot win a uh, physical I mean you can but the cheeseburger's always going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't take out Hazmat Harry with a cheeseburger. It's just going to bounce off him. Mm. I can't splash him with Red Bull and like blind him cuz he's in a hazmat suit. And then I've got well, Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, Jonathan, and hear me out, right? <sighs> What's happening? <sighs> oh no, the the radio signal's breaking up. Hello there. Welcome to the Smoke and Sugar Lounge. Broadcasting from World War II times in London. I imagine you've got some pantyhose that you bought off the black market, which was expensive because it's the Blitz times with rationing. But even though it took you a long, long time to put them on, allow myself... Crumbly Gruntleshire to talk you out of them. I forgot how sexual Crumbly Grumbleshire. It just oh, this it. is this is the sexiest wireless broadcast you could hope to find in the nineteen forties. With me, Crumbly Gruntleshire, and I'm joined as always by my little friend, my little bald friend, Sticky Pudding. How are you, Sticky Pudding? Uh, I'm worried. Exactly. Worried about what the Hun's going to do in the Blitz, but don't you worry about that. Ladies listening at home, just get your fingers nice and fishy. (coughs) Strum your cares away, because that's what we do 
1943. I'm also joined by Swizzles Matlow, who is here to talk about the war effort. Aren't you, Swizzles? Ooh, hello. Yes, the war's going very well. Very well indeed. Very well. Everyone feels so snug at home in their beds. Yes. That's the most... When it comes to propaganda swizzles, that that's another level of... Uh, you're really... Swizzles? Oh! Ooh, smile while you ration! Swizzles. And smile while you can. <laughs> swizzles, Matlow! Please, if you would, tell us how many, how many Adolf Hitlers have our brave boys, our brave Tommies, shot today? None. <laughs> Swizzles. That was, uh, <laughs> you, you, you came on so hard uh, with the uh, confident propaganda and then just dropped the ball completely on the, the Hitler's Mr. question. Mr. Pudding, don't draw attention to it. Prime Minister Thatcher will be sore unamused by us if she learns that we've been failing the war effort. Ooh, but they tell me he's on the way tomorrow. There we go. Who do you think you're kidding, Mr. Hitler? You won't stop us. The brave bulldog spirit of the British Empire. You tell them, Sticky Pudding. You tell them how, you tell them how the British Empire is going to put Germany in its place. We've had enough of empires in Europe. Empires! Just the ones we have. I tell you one thing, you're not getting fucking Hong Kong back. Who, who are we talking to? Is this b- b- the British people? India's ours forever! <laughs> oh, sticky pudding. <laughs> sticky pudding, say something sensual to help bring off, bring off the, the fine ladies watching who need something <sighs> to stuff their turnips while our brave boys are out fighting in the... The war theater. Uh, the front. One of the fronts. Northern or. Yes. Say, say something sexy. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we oh, really, we really yes. appreciate it. Oh, yes, appreciate it. We, we, we understand how difficult it is to oh. try to stay safe and stay happy alone without. Oh. Trying to be sensitive to their needs, they oh yes, Swizzles Matlow. Yeah. It's a struggle to lie back in your armchair, spread eagle, just oh. showing your fist some love there. Wow, you can't you can't you can't see this at home, listeners. But Swizzle Matlow was uh, taken to a sort of stooping position. Um, it actually looks like he's been working on that long before he turned up to the studio here at the Smoke and Sugar Lounge, like he's been practising cum denial and edging. Wow. Is that right, Mr. Matlow? Oh, stop. Let Sticky Pudding speak. Wow. Oh, yes. Sticky Pudding, help us with our cum denial. Um, you Ooh, yes, me. deserve better. I yeah. would help if I could. There's very little I can comfortably do in this setting. You're all... Uh, I apologize. It's really ghastly. It's it's ghoulish. You're a, you've been... You're surrounded by ghouls. Sex ghouls. Jonathan! 
I'm gonna come near your biscuits. Uh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna piss near your biscuits. It's me, the devil, and I'm gonna piss near your biscuits. Oh, I won't be pissing on your biscuits, but you try enjoying them. Knowing someone piss near them! I'm the devil, the devil of indirect inconveniences. <laughs> I'm workshopping a new character for SNL Live. The devil? <laughs> the devil of inconvenient uh, inconveniences or whatever the fuck I just said. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. Who pisses near biscuits and... Yeah, it's mostly in pissing near things. Or like, like he'll say, Jonathan, because you'll be on the sketch. You'll By that time, you'll be a, an SNL Live. Oh, that makes, that's how we're expecting to get on the show. Oh, yes. That's how I'm going to promote my, my great character, Satan. Um, I'm, I'm going to be like, Jonathan, ooh, I'm going to stick it near you. Oh, I'm not going to stick it in you. But I'm going to be having sex with melons and trophies and people and windows. I'm going to throw open a window and fuck the night. And you'll be there to savor every last drop. Not that I'll get any on you, just near you. So it's just, it's, uh... Someone who will have sex near you or do sexual things so you can know about it but not actually do it. And therefore... It- the devil wants you to know. And I needed to have that come and all. So you know it's good. <laughs> I, what's good? The, the, the devil not only inconvenienced you by sticking it near you, he actually did need to relieve himself sexually so it all worked out well for the devil. Oh. I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, win-win situation here. Or, or in the devil's case, it's sin sin. It's definitely not a zero sum, right? Yeah. No. Everybody no. gets some. Sex specter. Could I? <laughs> We're looping it back to the. It's been a very sexually charged episode of Boston's favorite. I've sun. noticed. I, yes. I'm hoping. It's a sex special. <laughs> I'm hoping I can get the devil to stop pissing on biscuits <laughs> near me by I don't know. Howling at him or something? What was I supposed to do again? Like dry hump a door? Oh yeah! Ah! Just point and screech. Do it now, Jonathan. Ah! Effective. If anything, it's just making me harder. <laughs> figured. I figured as much. I would imagine yeah. the devil and Mumra would be mutually attracted to each other sexually. I don't know if you remember, uh, Mumra. Oh, well, what have we got here? <laughs> a lovely plate of Benedict eggs. I'm going to do a massive dump on that right next to you, Jonathan. Oh, devil. <sighs> that is lousy stuff. I needed a shit and all. <sighs> Why would you want to? There's so many other places. There's, I mean, it's, I don't like eggs, dried eggs. They're not near you. <laughs> but it's still, he's telling me about it. He wants me in on this. Per se. He doesn't have to get me in on this. He could do it. Well, I guess he's the devil. But still, uh, I'm oh, I'm sorry. St- sticking with my uh, I'm sticking to my guns on this. Are you worried, Jonathan? Is that <sighs> is that what this is? What you're worried that eventually the devil will like clean his ears near your four non blonde CD? Is that what it is? You don't want people knowing. That you've got that four non blonde CD that you're otherwise very proud of. I don't know why you hide it. It's weird. I mean, you put it in the frame and everything. Yeah. Why frame an album if you're going to put it under your bed? I just want to make people not feel sexual. 
I want to D. I want to. What's the when they diffuse a bomb or? Well, obviously, you own a four non blondes album. <laughs> yeah. But it's not working. The devil is still being very provocative in my general area. And I said, I said, hey! What's going on? Let's come on, John! There we are. It took me a moment, but I came up with something. You got there. You got it. Yeah, now we're going to knock this sex special out of the park. Out of the fucking park. This is the sex special? Oh, yeah, yeah, and so far all the sex has been in the park, and I'm about to knock one out. I've got a Willem Dafoe movie idea that we're going to pitch to Willem Dafoe, attach you as producer, Jonathan, and then you will be a mega star. Wow, okay. No? I mean... Oh, definitely. Oh, you haven't heard the idea yet? I haven't, that's true. I shouldn't be yeah. so negative, but it's been a very negative experience. This I've had a tough time. What? You guys were just making shrill mm-hmm. sex sounds while I had to talk over it to try to make no. it good somehow no conrad was shrill and i was growly exactly two totally different things double your pleasure double your fun we want to make sure all the asmr is covered yeah oh i forgot about asthma now do you want to hear my willem dafoe movie idea or not uh yes i don't give a fuck about asmr that's next week <laughs> I'm, g- I'm gonna tell you about my great idea for a film sure starring willem dafoe it's called the hard on of eden what the hard on of eden hard on of eden yeah oh, i i i'm peaked my curiosity the time peaked. the time ye olde times ye olden the times. place mm-hmm. the garden of eden mm. Willem Dafoe plays Adam, the weakling Prince Adam, who hangs around the Garden of Eden having a chat with, like, squirrels and shit. And he can dance around that place and he can do anything he wants. I'm Adam, the weakling prince, and I'm here in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Life's great. You see that pig over there? I can have a conversation with it, don't you know? It walks over to the pig. It's played by DJ Qualls, very talented actor from Road Trip and uh, the new guy, Z Nation, and uh, the new guy and the man in the hike. He's been in so many. He's, a, he's had an illustrious career, and he's playing the pig, going oink oink, oink oink. How do you like it here in the Garden of Eden? Oh, I, I fucking love it. I never starve. I never have to worry about wearing clothes. No Sunday best for this guy. I let my penis weigh free. And it's a massive one. Even if I had to wear a fig leaf, it wouldn't work. We had to narratively write in Willem Dafoe's massive penis, Jonathan. We have to write it in? We have, we have to work around it because we tried getting some fig leaves and it just wasn't doing the job. They can't grow figs large enough. Do you have any idea how small they are? A fig leaf is no fucking good for a normal, let alone a Willem. Anyway, the point is, is the pig played by DJ Qualls is all, well, hmm, yes, I'm glad you like the Garden of Eden, but remember, I don't know why it sounds like this now, but remember, the one cardinal rule, no wanking. So, and that is the plot of the film, is that, Adam is well proper horny. I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I don't mind telling you kids, I'm well proper horny. And I really want to rub one out, but I can't! 
big hard erect penis with nothing to do, cause, cause God will be sore ashamed and very wroth with me for breaking the one cardinal rule. No joking off. At which point God appears. It's a giant floating head in the sky and it's played by Sean Bean. Hey, oh, what's, what's going on here? I tell you what, Willem Dafoe, you better not be wanking down there. Because I tell you what, I'm God. I'm God. And if you wank, I can smell your cum. That's the problem with God. (laughs) God God is so powerful, he can smell my cum! What's a guy to do when he needs to joke off? But God can smell your cum. So he tries to like he tries to fudge the rules like I'm I'm walking past this prickly pear tree now. What did they do in the jungle book? Oh yeah, they rubbed their backs up against the prickly pear tree. Well, I've got an itch in my crutch. What if I rub that up against the prickly pear tree? So he runs up to it and he starts rubbing it up like ah 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 yeah hey Adam. Hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? You better not be masturbating down there. The, the winter is coming. No, I was just scratching an itch on my dick with this prickly pear tree. That counts. No, I'm God and I get to say that counts. If anything, you're fucking a tree, which is worse in a way. <laughs> well, look, God, you got a level with me here, man. You took a rib from me five months ago. You told me I was getting a woman! Oh, yeah, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah, oh, changed my mind. Changed change my mind. But don't you go wanking, otherwise there'll be fucking hell to pay. You see that snake over there? I'm going to take his fucking legs away if I catch you wanking. It's a real dilemma, Jonathan. <laughs> it's, uh... It's something I think a lot of people will relate with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I still able to form words after this episode? There's been a lot of information for me to I can't believe it. God's rounded down my ribs and I can't rub one off. What is a boy to do? God, give me back my rib, you old bastard. Well, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm God and I'm infallible. If I give you the rib back, I've made a mistake. The old cosmos will come down. Look, here's the plus side, right? To not having the ribs. You can suck your own cock. But don't you dare let me catch you fucking doing it. Don't you fucking dare. And then a gibbon swings in, played by Brendan Fraser. Oh, he's got your bang to rights there. And then he's like, hey, yeah. Monkey, do you want to suck my dick? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, don't mind if I do. And God looks, thinks for a minute and just says, oh, yeah, acceptable. Okay. And then that's the film, The Hard On Of Eden. <laughs> In the Hard On Of Eden, honey. That's the, the song. It's just me. That, I, literally, that was the full song for the end credits. That one lyric. <laughs> so, 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 it's a, so it's a pornographic film or is this all going to be kind of danced around or something because there's a lot of yeah well here's the thing jonathan here's the thing okay how many words does it have to be in a song before it's a lyric are all words lyrics or are they just words until there's enough of them for a lyric uh i think if you put it to to music then it can be defined as a lyric 
but what does that have to do with if this is just a uh it sounds like a bestiality pornographic film that sort of makes fun of like god's really arbitrary no the the monkey the monkey's played by brendan fraser (laughs) so it's just uh so it's not bestiality is it it's you're just gonna watch brendan fraser (laughs) sucking off willem dafoe there ain't nothing wrong with that and frankly it's brendan fraser so can you call it pornographic Oh come on! Wow. He's he's uh he's sort of a sex specter. <laughs> he's great in Doom Patrol, so I'm told. I haven't seen it yet. Ah, uh, it's still pornographic. Willem is very open-minded, but he is not willing to cross that line. If you can NC-17 it somehow, uh... do you think if we got Wesley Snipes to play the snake, he'd be on board? Just so it cuts to the snake every now and then, and he's just like, no, fucking nothing to do with me, man. <laughs> I like having my legs. It's a real... Sex is definitely... It's it's in the air. It's in everything that happened in this episode. This is a really... For those who feel dirty about sex... The thing is, this whole entire episode has been a... Basically, an incisive political satire of the long-standing centuries-old conflicts between the Protestants and the Catholics. And you know, so now at this point in the show, listeners are obviously going to be like going back and combing through it to pick up all of the deeply embedded, rich references that we've been making to actual historical events. All of the law, the rich law. It's uh, I mean, God, why? I, I, I hate to belabor, but why did God think it was bad to masturbate, but it's okay to have sex with a monkey? What if God was one of us? I just had to ask. It was my last chance. I mean, you know, it's, he moves in mysterious ways. Just Sean Bean like one of us. <laughs> it's the mysterious ways of He don't. moves in mysterious ways, yeah. Uh, it's, it's sort of like a like a corkscrew meets an hourglass infinity. Like God fucks hard, but the, there's a beauty and grace to it that you don't oh, normally see. Holy smokes! I would have never guessed. Through God's graceful fucking, all things are possible. <laughs> Is that what that U two song was about this whole time? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mysterious ways. It's about the specific manner in which God fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Takes his days, lights up his nights. Let me tell ya, God fucks and God fucks hard. I'm Bono Vox, out of the Yoto. He, he, he said that in an interview. That wasn't even me doing an impression. I was playing a clip. That's what you got the soundboard for. That was a clip of the time he said, God fucks and uh, God fucks hard. No one's ever said that. Nobody has ever said that. You just did. Yeah, come on. You've already made yourself a liar. Uh, I was quoting you, quoting Bono. I We've got ourselves our first Boston's favorite son. Uh, t-shirt god fucks and god fucks hard and then on the back it says jonathan off road rules invented this quote <laughs> wow it, it's it, everyone gets offended by and it. then we'll draw a penis on it we'll draw a penis on it and and have it labeled jonathan's penis people will buy a shirt like that <laughs> they really won't i have a shirt for sale right now i designed it is uh joe 2020 mixed with beautiful joe it's beautiful Joe 2020 campaign shirt. Oh. No one's bought it. I designed it like a week ago. Zero sales. Well, that happened with the video game, didn't it? Beautiful Joe. Dang it. You're <laughs> right. That wasn't a big hit. Cult, cult ah, favorite. The claws are out. <laughs> and Joe Biden, a lot of people don't want to affiliate with him right now either. So I get it. 
But I thought it was uh, funny in a uh, not haha funny, but like a I'll wear this shirt. Joe Biden, your ass will widen, and then we'll find out what you are hiding. <laughs> That's not as that shouldn't be his campaign song. <laughs> it should when we run. Well, it, it, when we run Biden twenty twenty, it'll be all about what's up his ass, and you have to vote him in to find out. There's the mystery. <laughs> We'll turn him into a kind of giant loot box. <laughs> he would, uh, he would be opposed. But I think he's going to do what it takes to win. So you never know. And then on inauguration day, we'll do the live colonoscopy straight from the Oval Office, straight from his Oval Office, if you know what I mean. <laughs> It'd be a first. It'd be a first and a worst. It would be even worse. <laughs> in trouble. Oh dear. In trouble. You're both trouble. I love you, no, but you're trouble. You're no. trouble, guys. Making trouble. Do you feel more famous, John? No. no. <laughs> I feel like this time I really do feel like I got slimed. <laughs> Not it's in the a sex sexual. Special. No. Oh, it's happening again. Uh, <laughs> I was watching Eyes Wide Shut and I was like, man. <laughs> That's a good idea. All <laughs> of this. Real good idea. It wasn't a good idea. It was just on TV and I was like, I'll watch this for like No, two no, minutes. no. The title. That's what you should do next time. <laughs> I shut. Uh, shut your eyes during eyes wide yeah, shut? Yeah, yeah, because if you're going to get slimed, like... <laughs> I should shut my eyes. Close your eyes. I finally got there. I get it now. There you go. But that movie is filled with sexual content and no emotional intimacy. It's like nobody really cares about each other. Everybody is like jealous or envious or objectifying each other. It's just like nonstop. The, the, the creepy, yucky side of, of sexuality. That sounds like a good Friday night. We're going to pull this and cut that out for the trailer for this show. Yes, that's good. That's a great description. Well, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd gone all the way in terms of that, and then this show happened. I mean, you were, you were talking about, you know... Well, you're a trailblazer, Jonathan. Jonathan, have you ever had sex in a Mardi Gras mask? What'd you say? Are you sure you don't feel more famous? <laughs> I'm sure I don't feel more famous. I, I feel confused. I feel violated. I feel troubled. I feel somewhat thoughtful. Like, I feel like a survivor, but I don't feel like anything of value happened for anyone. Well, I feel like Dustin Diamond shouldn't let his garbage overspill into my yard, but we don't get everything we want, Jonathan. <laughs> You're right about Dustin and everything else, ah. except for, you know. Wow, okay. All right, we got it. We got it on tape. We're <laughs> I said except right for everything, and I think we can. I think we stop now. Uh, this is a wrap. Yeah, we just we'll get things moving on our end, and uh, you know, uh, Harry will be by to pick you up uh, sometime this weekend. Harry, uh, sounds good. Sounds good. I don't, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Henry. Henry? I don't want to get picked up. I... Don't worry about him. He's got a big van. Yeah, yeah, lots of room, real space. Doesn't make yeah. you not worried. It makes me more worried about. I'm not going with him. Just enjoy your quiet time in the van. It'll be the last bit of privacy you get for a while. I mean, it, I would try to stay conscious for it. I know, you, you know, under yeah. the sack, it's easy to like get sleepy. You know, light, uh, but you know, yeah. try to stay awake and enjoy it. Uh, yeah. This episode's a wrap. <laughs> And Jonathan, before we go, I'll tell you what else is around. Yo, yo, yo. That as well. Indeed. I was ready. Yeah. I was bopping uh, around a little bit, but then you stopped. Maybe next time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a one-man funky bunch. I think I rocked the Casbah just then. <laughs> <laughs>
Or the mini bar, at least. You rocked a, a small bar. You did good. Yeah. 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 Well, I like you. I like you, too. Yeah, you're right. He's troubled. Bye. 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 Yeah. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. <laughs>